Blog Talk Radio. Well, do it live! Of course, uh, that is, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday. It's August 4th, 2021. Happy birthday, Mom. Uh, I, uh, August 4th, 2021. Uh, I'm Travis Bryant. Uh, joining me uh, as soon as, uh, as, soon as um, I click the button will be Cameron Hawkins. Uh, but in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent contact information. This here is an interactive show, so please reach out in one or all of the following ways. Uh, if you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways to go about that. First way, give us a call. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines, and Cam and myself will talk to you live on air tonight. Hit us up at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103 to talk live on air to Cameron and myself. The other way to have your voice heard on this show, if you can't call us live, you can always drop us a voicemail. Uh, voicemails can uh, <clears throat> gives you three unadulterated minutes. Ask your questions, voice your comments, uh, yell, rant, rave about the current product or world events, whatever it is. Voicemail is there for you. 415-787-5229 is the number. Once again, the voicemail can be reached at 415-787-5229. You can always drop us an email as well. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. So shoot us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the actual show. Uh, hit us up at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Let us know in the subject of your email uh, which segment of the show you'd like your email read in, VIP or non-VIP. <clears throat> um, and you can find the show on Twitter. The show can be found at EastCoastCast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at TravLord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And you can also find Seahawk C E E Hawk on his Twitch account, which you can chat and listen on live uh, along to this show at Twitch.tv/Seahawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch. You should see us among the family of Torch fan pages. So please, give us a like, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in the post. Spread the word that way. Yeah, know how it works. All right. Without further ado, let's talk to Cameron. Cameron, what's happening? Hey, man, you know, just uh, out here in the world, living, 
experience in life, you know. Let me find out. <clears throat> what you got, a new mic? Yes, you do. Well, oh, or a mic. Oh, mic. No. Yeah, this yeah. is just one of them using. The only reason I'm using it is because my work headset decided to give out on me. So here we are with the, uh, with the, the regular podcast and equipment, right? That's, yeah, we all have the mobility. <laughs> can't get up. Yeah. Well, you can't, but yeah. Um, all right, let's. Um, I, will, I will walk away from this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, <clears throat> let's get things started. Where where shall we start? That's uh, balls in your court. Hmm. Big uh, week? Let's go back to last week. Man. Or not big week, but talk, we got topics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about last week, man. Let's talk about uh, the second trial of Jericho, uh, Chris Jericho and Nick Gage. Um, did you get to see the match in its entirety? Well, not in its entirety. I saw a truncated highlight version. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was absolutely a uh, yeah, absolutely a death match with pizza cutters and light tubes and all kinds of shit. Um, I'll say this. Like, after seeing uh, Nick Gage and uh, Matt Cardona stuff, I find death matches to be way more enjoyable in kind of that enclosed, small environment. Like, I even said it on Twitter. Like, I like I want Def Jam fight for New York when I'm watching the death match. Like, like dirty room and people all over the place and, you know, just kind of unorganized. So seeing that same thing in like an AW ring, which is, you know, a polished product, if nothing else, was a little surreal and it kind of threw the pacing off sometime a little bit. Um, but all in all, it was good, man. Shout out to Nick Gage for giving the opportunity. Uh, Jericho with the extra mile. MJF was good on commentary. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a hit. And the people seem to, to really enjoy it. So, yeah, so we to all parties involved. I'm sure that well, was Nick Gage's biggest payday in his life. So, uh, yeah, those, those people do not include Domino's PR. Domino's oh. PR. They were a the, al- the, the algorithm got Domino's, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no way, there's absolutely no way, for, for various reasons, because people ain't that damn savvy and innovative and forward thinking, and also shit just happens. Like, but there's no way they were like, "Hey, we're going to do this spot and we go to the pull away, you know, picture in picture ad uh, or, or commercial spots." We'll have that'll be the Domino's one. <clears throat> I, I don't think they have that kind of control. Domino's was straight synergy. Yeah, it was synergistic to the motherfucker to the point it got them on the horn and on Twitter like, this ain't us. We didn't sign up for that. Like, nobody, I can't say nobody. People might have thought because it was a pretty awesome coincidence. But uh, Pat Blue Ribbon was like, oh, they don't want those spots? We will gladly yeah. take them. So, All over the place. Uh, all you, know, you gotta understand uh, certain if you wanna like can't cancel people. Some people are gonna um what's the opposite of cancel? If people are gonna cancel promote. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, I'll I'll take that spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um but yeah, everybody except Domino's seem to be cool with it. Uh and so this week, the third trial of Jericho, which I thought was it's funny if you listened to this show last week. You heard me kind of call it because you were like, yo, what else can they do? And I was like, they go get hooping food. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Of course, I was. Joking. As soon as we hung up, or I got off the show last week, and and you know your Twitter and group chat, you're like, "Fucking they got a movie!" Like, wow, we literally just mm-hmm. talked about who can they get that's not that would be a that would feel like a big deal, or certainly like a blast from the past at least. That's not in WWE, or that would yeah. And and Hoovy was one of the guys that you immediately brought up. So I didn't see it. And Rich didn't on VIP last week. But how did Hoovy specifically uh, look? So he didn't come out. He was not there. Not not a promo, play. not a video, not a picture. Oh, well, no, no wonder Rich didn't get into it. <laughs> okay. So MJF is, of course, frustrated after Jericho wins. And he's like, all right, you won. You gotta next week, third trial of Jericho, you gotta win uh a match by using a move off the top rope. And it's against Juventud Guerrera. And everybody was like, Oh, everybody went crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna see. I mean Hoovy is bigger, but bigger bigger in like a muscle way. You know what I mean? But I'm he can still do the Hoovy stuff, so that should be fun. That should be fun. Um okay. the way they're going about this, the way they're revisiting or bringing in new things and you know, old fans, new fans getting a taste of like what wrestling is and was. It, it's really smart. It's smart what they're doing. Um, before we get off of their show, um, they had a uh, elimination tag match, uh, the Elite against Adam Page in the Dark Order. In the end, uh, a very hard fought match. Adam Page fighting from under the last uh, part of the match. Uh, eventually loses by distraction to Omega and the One Winged Angel. And now they're talking about it might not be Omega and Page at All Out, and I for the life of me can't figure out why. Yeah, people are kind of uh, kind of upset at when that uh, was hinted at or, or however it was uh, expressed, and they were like, "Is this two year?" Well, you had the people go. The first reaction, or one of the first reactions that I saw was, ah, you know, I talked about some two-year storyline and with Paige and, and, and Omega, and they won't even pay it off. And the the supporters were kind of like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, this this makes sense. Why would you? So, so what's happening? What is the deal uh, with that? Do you, do you know what the speculation is? Yeah, I don't know if they've expressed it specifically as far as who they're going to go with um, if they're bringing in somebody from outside. I don't know. You know, there's punk speculation, there's Brian speculation, uh, but they have not said specifically who he's going to be defending against. I'm just like, all out is your show. Like, this is when you do that. You know what I mean? But so we'll see. I mean, maybe it's a swerve, but I, I can't see a, a better culmination than, you know, Paige winning the title. Um you know, we'll see. We'll see. And one thing I didn't touch on, Travis, my background is from Super Bowl seven. I want to say Super Bowl seven, Super Bowl eight. So, Hoovy and Jericho, like that, that's not just two guys who wrestled. Uh, Hoovy lost his mask in a mask versus title match with Jericho. So, like, there's you know right. a real rivalry there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that should be that should be fun to play out. That, um, that could be said to, that was one of as far as his career in a, in the states at least. It's probably. A, one of the best things he, that happened to him was he removed that mask and he and was like, oh, shit, look at that handsome fucking bastard. Let's <laughs> market right. him even more. Like, with the, yeah. Exactly. Look at what we have here. Exactly, exactly. 
So, uh, so yeah, so we'll see, you know, kind of exactly where that goes. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about Simone Biles for a second, Trav. One of the wonders of uh, of Twitch is that you can just play audio through your computer and people can know exactly what you're talking about. So I have a one-minute cut of Charlotte's promo about Simone Biles and uh, mental health, and then we can get to Max Casters. Let's, let's talk about these things. They were not having it. Mm, pretty good. Come back there. So, did you get to see that promo live, Trav? No. And I'm not okay. sure if... Uh, well, I didn't hear it. I could see it on your background because I'm, I'm watching you. Oh, you couldn't actually hear it? Twitch thing, but no. So, so sum up with uh-huh. Charlotte... Well, so basically, you know, she heard that uh, I should have switched it to computer audio. Actually, give me a second. Let me do that. Okay. Context. Context. Is this from last uh, from Monday night? Well, now you can't hear me, but yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> oh, you can still hear me? Maybe you can hear me through the computer, but uh, hold on. Let me see if this works. Can you hear that? You still can't hear it. Okay. So I'll sum it up. So basically, um, Charlotte was saying that she woke up to a headline about uh, Simone Biles basically pulling out of certain events, and then she realized it was because of mental health concerns. And Charlotte's thing was basically, you know, imagine being me, beating Rhea for the title, and then successfully leaving money in the bank, I thought, with the title. And then Nikki, out of nowhere, who doesn't deserve it, uh, <laughs> cashing in on me. That would make you not want to wrestle anymore either. Basically is what she was saying. So I was like, that's not out of bounds to me. Like, I understand where she's coming from. Like, I, I get... I, I, think I, I don't know. like how that's phrased. As Simone Biles was like, oh, was she checked out for mental health. But no, she wasn't feeling it. She said, I'm going to make a decision for my yeah. team. And then and we found out now like that, that her aunt passed man. away during the Olympics. Like, oh, okay. Now so it's, maybe it was. Yeah, now, but, now, but even worse, now it's like, why well, say anything? We don't know what's going on with her. Yeah. But okay. So let's switch it up a little bit. This is the first time Max Caster <laughs> ever trended on anything. Bless his heart. So Who Max is Caster he? The promo. He's the rapper on uh, from AEW. He's the rapper on AEW. He's yes. the one half of those cornball guys. Okay. Yes. You know what's funny? Um, so they had it. Looks like they had it scrubbed because <laughs> it was. It's not great. Um, but like, let me see. Ooh, I wonder if they still have it or if they took it down. Here it goes. I'm gonna tell you exactly what he says. They said the acclaim kicking ass for miles make you claim mental health. Oh, I might have turned you off, Trav. I'm sorry. Uh-oh, I hear you. No, you can hear me. They can't. Okay, they can't hear me. There we go, guys. My apologies. Say something, Trav. You, you. There we go. Okay, you're back. All right. All right. Okay. So we said the acclaim kicking ass for miles. 
make you claim mental health like Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trash. Uh, Just a cheap. He said the Sidells, the Sidells are going to pay the cost. I'm going to treat them bitches like Duke lacrosse. <sighs> what? You're going to take a case that was, that it was like, they didn't do nothing. Like, she was lying. You could actually. And he said, what's that smell here in North Carolina? Oh, that's Julia's. And then he didn't get it off. And then. Uh, My man snatched the mic. What was he going to say? Her vagina. Oh, who's Julia? Julia Hart, uh, the valet oh, for okay, the uh, varsity blondes. <laughs> so, like, okay, I'm gonna say this, and I've said it, and I kind of rock with it. Uh, I'm gonna chill out. He's 32 and she's 19. I, I don't not. I wouldn't really make jokes about a 19 year old vagina if I was 32. I just wouldn't do it. You know, I, I don't think it's, like, criminal. I just think it's weird. And, um, yeah. But larger than anything. I mean, if she's 32 or she's 62, I don't know. I, I don't think it's... I, I wouldn't think yeah, it would be even weird. weirder if she was 10 or 7 or like an actual an obvious exactly. child. But, but, yeah, but still, it's like, like, what the fuck? I don't know. I, I, I think that, like, you know... 19-year-olds are absolutely adults, but there's, there's, there's got to be standards. So anyway, Tony Khan says, yo, um, I didn't know. I typically don't produce dark. That was nasty. I'm jumping in and producing dark now. To me, end of story. Like, that's all you can do. It was do. a dark segment? Like, it's, exactly, exactly. So 12,000 so, people? I'm undercutting there. Well, not now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, not now. Oh, People watched, saw it on dark and responded, and like that made waves. Yeah, it went crazy yesterday when after people after it aired, and then people were like, "Yeah." And I mean, I, my thing is like, it's not even like saying mental health and then saying Simone Biles in the same sentence is not like uh, the death penalty, right? Like the Duke Lacrosse thing is way more like. Okay, you just you're gonna rape him, or or well, yeah, it's egregious like, okay. because it's like you're you're like fam, like they got off, and like it was proven without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And she admitted like she was fucking lying. And like you're in North Carolina, a, and it's not. Also, that was 1997. Like what the fuck were were they alive yeah. when that well, happened? Well, Trav, again, well, he's, he's 32. 32. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. He's not kidding. So, like, but, but then still, you know, the next thing fuck? to say is like. I, I smell the 19-year-old's vagina. Like, it's just like, dude, I, I, it would be different if the raps were good. And I genuinely mean yeah. that. Like, you can no, be no, crass yeah. and gross and offensive if the raps are good. The raps suck. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, like, he talked about, like, uh, them Eiffel Towering her, like, a week or two ago. It's like, dude, like, you, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but it's like, but your your tag team partner's gay. So like, what do we? The other half, <sighs> the acclaimed is gay. Anthony Bowen is gay. Yeah. 
So it's just like, okay, all right. It's just lowest common denominator bullshit. It yeah, bothers me. Like, not trying. That's what it is. It's easy. And that's what offends me. Oh, we're doing something for Miles, mental health, some own Miles. Like, oh, you made that rhyme. Yeah. I get it. And I, yeah, I don't think Charlotte's promo was like gross. I think Charlotte's promo touched on a current event, and it's something that a heel would do to draw attention to themselves, but not in like a gross way, like your pussy stinks, and I'm gonna rape your friends. Like, <laughs> come on, like let's try, let's put in some effort. But yeah, so that's kind of the, the the serious portion of everything. Um. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I think we're glossing over like Tony 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 Khan's gonna bog himself down with producing fucking dark. What for a I week? I don't believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't for, believe. For a week to show oh yeah, I'm putting my foot down, guys. Don't be over here with your shenanigans while I'm not fucking looking. <laughs> no, like do don't worry about the YouTube show. Okay. Okay, Travis, do you see the picture on my uh, on my screen? I see uh, Goldberg and the kid from like four years ago. Goldberg and the kid from now, from from today. Motherfucker got hit the gym, or or or. or went through puberty and is like (laughs) seventeen. Yeah, or he was like 11, and now he's 17, right? So, yeah, um, Goldberg's son is a son. Um, Goldberg basically came out and told Bobby Lashley he was scared. Lashley wasn't having it, so now they're having a match. Um, And then Bobby Lashley, uh, you know, was talking shit. MVP got in uh, Goldberg's son's face. Goldberg came out of nowhere and speared MVP straight to hell. Goldberg even admits he doesn't do the jackhammer anymore. He's like, the spear is everything. The spear is the equalizer. And it's like, yeah. Because you can't do it anymore. Because you got no balance. Because you're washed. Well, yeah, and he also almost killed the Undertaker, right? He, he did almost kill the Undertaker. That is true. Uh, and he doesn't wrestle that, guys like you know Finn Balor. I'm sure he could hit the, you know, uh, yeah. the jackhammer on Finn, or even even like an LA Knight, a guy you know 230 pounds, but he's facing Lesnar and not Goddamn, Bray Wyatt, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so, yeah, um, so that match is set. On the other side of the SummerSlam coin, uh, you've got, uh, so, John Cena comes out at the beginning of SmackDown, uh, doing the John Cena thing. <laughs> Baron Corbin comes out like, John, I'm hurting, I know you got it. Damn, <laughs> movie star John. Of all the people I get, I can hit up. I know you got me, fam. Remember we had that feud when you when I didn't cash in? And, <laughs> remember? Yeah, he was extra pathetic Corbin this week, last week. And that man gave me. He said, "Yo, this all I got on me, dog." And he gave him what he had, which is I'm sure it was about three hundred dollars. I'm sure it was about three hundred dollars. But my man was like, "Yo, that's it." <coughs> yeah, he didn't learn his lesson from whoever on the last Most. week gave him a couple bucks and then uh, Ziggler and them came by and jacked him for it. But it's like, Sam, somebody gives you a couple, you know, uh, hundo or two. Yeah. 
don't feel looking at your palm like, oh, that, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Cena gives him the AA. And so then we have the contract signed later that night with Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. So Balor's about to sign. Gorman comes out, starts beating his ass. John Cena comes out and signs the contract. So Finn Balor's name is on there, but John Cena's signature. And, uh, yo, uh, my man, uh, what's his name? Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce said, yo, he's legally binding to me. And so now you got John Cena, Roman Reigns, SummerSlam. A weird way to get to it. I mean, the dumbest fucking. Uh, I, I have no faith that coming out of this, um, because Roman didn't cause Finn not to get get the shot. If it was Roman, then it's like, oh, they have a built-in thing for October, you know, September and October, whenever they want to go to it. Bet. No, Cena. Or Corbin, I guess you could say, beat him up. But Cena, scumbag that he is, we saw what he did to Ray uh, that night when Ray lost his title and Cena, like, united the belts. I forget the details specifically. Like, we, we've seen scumbag opportunist Cena. And this was yes. scumbag opportunist I mean, Cena. My, they raised 10 minutes. <laughs> they raised 10 minutes to recover after winning the interim title. See you tonight. So, so yeah, just ah oh, man, I I do appreciate and really gotta have to admire WWE for the summer Cena ads. Have you seen any of those that they've been running? Yes, I assume I'm late. Yeah, so I saw them uh, this week. I saw them in the last day or so, uh, last two or three days, and I was like, wow, that's just like when was the last thing they were that egregious about so one weird. guy coming to your town, even when Cena was the man, like, you know, 2012 John Cena, they weren't, they were just doing, you know, Monday Night Raw or WWE comes to your, comes to your thing featuring John Cena and whoever, whoever. They flat out did a whole commercial set or, or, or themed around John Cena is going to be make these specific 12 or 16 dates or whatever it is throughout the next <laughs> next couple of months. And um, they are not playing with their comeback. Um, no, in the crowd, not at all. In the crowd, two weeks in, again, it's everybody's, this is everybody, every city's first chance to, like, kind of show out for, for wrestling. I get that. But they are making, like, the shows are almost worth watching just because, to get that familiar feeling of, of of crowd response, and they're and they're buying into everything, even segments that I'm like, all right, y'all, you know, y'all don't have to be that loud for this. They're just excited, and mm-hmm. you know that's understandable. Uh, they are not WWE is not playing um, with this uh, with the with the COVID comeback at all. You um, and then of course the uh, the main event of SmackDown. Bianca and Sasha versus Carmella and Zelina. That's a lot of A names. Um, yeah, Bianca and Sasha get the victory. Sasha reminds Bianca that she is Sasha and beats the dog shit out of her after the match. Um, so let's say we get in the SummerSlam rematch. Like all that BT award shit or ESPN award shit didn't mean nothing. I want my belt back. 
I'm mad. Yeah, I, so, yeah. I, I, on one hand, I'm like, man, they could have, uh, that's, they, that's three weeks of TV that kind of skipped away in one unadvertised return and match and angle. But on the other hand, I'm like, I'm glad they didn't drag, they didn't make Bianca look stupid three weeks from now, like, Oh, yeah, turned on. Like, she needed the help tonight. She was getting her ass beat. She accepted the help, and it just didn't work out for her. Instead of mm. three weeks of looking foolish, and you didn't. Of course, she was going to turn on you at Sasha Banks, that kind of thing. So as much as they could have gotten out of it, I am on in some ways kind of happy that they just, in my think it's just it was just unadvertised, and they could have gotten way more out of it than what they did, but surprises are, are, are worth their own their own thing. Um, but yeah, SummerSlam, I, I, they, it was one of those what the hell else are they going to do? Like, Zelina Vega yeah. is not it. <laughs> you know, as much as, as much as Bianca tried to, like, you know, put her over, like, oh yeah, I'll take, I'll take the challenge. No. No. No, 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 no. Why do you Nobody's buying that. It's just because of how they treat they treated Zelina in the last few weeks in her since her return. They beat her and marginalized her. And she's four eleven. Uh, yeah. So yes, Sasha and Bianca too. And I hope they sell it just like that. So, okay. I want to talk about NXT from last night. Specifically the productive video package production, eh, not the production. The production was what it was, but the the Dakota Kai explanation, and later on there was a uh, there was another you know two or three minute long video package kind of summing things up. But specifically the Dakota Kai explanation, <laughs> fans. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, you hear because of me. Yeah, yeah. 18 months ago, I brought you in, and they had the timeline, they had the footage to go with it. It all worked psychologically, like, "Mm, yeah. As soon as she won the title, the cool thing was, did mean less to her. Yeah, when you got what you wanted, yep. When you got what you wanted, you didn't work for what I wanted. Yeah, I got that bad. Yeah, that should have been that should have been me in the ring with Bianca and Rhea. I was like, yo, okay. Yo. And then they show her they show her getting out of the ring so they can all the three of them the champions could have their moment. So like, ooh, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it was just a one of those heel explanations that that made all the sense in the world. Like, you don't want to cheer her. You're not like, oh, yeah, I, you turned me into a Dakota Kai fan. <clears throat> it was, oh, like all motivation. the timeline, all the motivations, all the... And then she's like, at the end of the thing, she's like, and you just, you didn't even see it coming. You were just so caught up in your own, you know, the ad- adulation and whatever. You didn't even see the one person that could, you know, kick your head off was standing right behind mm-hmm. you. They did a really good job. And, again, something else at the end of – near the end of NXT. Oh, oh, 
I know what it was. It was the damn Dragon of Walter video package put together. Yo. And it was just like, if y'all have not watched that, watch it on NXT UK. Watch part one. You're it's talking about the first match. match. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's such a great match. Part two is going to be in the same. Like, yeah, yeah man. Ooh. And it just interviews all the European wrestlers on the roster. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, Finley, and anybody that they could, that, uh, that's from Europe or the UK, that they could get on camera to say, to talk about the match they did. And, and, and Ilya getting rid of those stupid-ass contacts is probably the best thing he's done. Um, yeah, and then the footage of the press conference when they set the match up, and he called him a fraud, and yeah, just yeah, they NXT's production, or again, not, the production was what it was, but their storytelling, their, uh, their attention to detail. Yeah, it was just good, good shit. Yeah, precision. They are precise with the things they want to do. Absolutely. And then for every hit, you have a miss like Zoe Stark and Yo Shirai, which is just like, like I. I being a fish out of water in 2021 is like just it's such a a willing decision. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so I didn't see the match. Like to eat. Well, they didn't have a match. They had a, they had a skit where oh. they went to eat at a Japanese restaurant. Right. And oh Zoe Stark was just so unfamiliar with the cuisine and didn't know what was on her table and and threw two squids against the wall that. and I don't believe that. I don't exactly. believe a person in, in a, who works for an international company does not is so unfamiliar with sushi that it's worth making a, a whole yeah, segment. Wrestled all these places. Yeah, right. doesn't know that wasabi is spicy and uh, asked the the waitress if she's from Japan. The waitress says, "No, I'm from Kansas." Like it was just. <laughs> Like for, for for all the credit we give them for like the grind yeah. LA night stuff, this is just like guys like okay. Yeah. But it's, it's a partner trying to get familiar with her eight, partner and Yoshua bitch being yeah. They tried they tried their hand at WWE izing the NX, uh, some of the NXT stuff with those over the top backstage skits and a lot of the LA night Cameron Grimes Macho Man, or, or Ted DiBiase stuff was you know like auction and all that shit. It's just like, whose idea was it to, and I think we have an idea, but it's just more, more, of, more of the same, it sounds. But, so it was like, you know, like embarrassed that she's like, what this chick that doesn't give a know. Fuck. She was just like, oh. she was like, whatever, yo. She, just so she wasn't even selling it? She was okay, not it was for her. Yeah, she's, she's actually not interested in being friends. That's the thing. She's oh. like, nah, like, we're taking pockets, we got these oh, titles, right, and we'll go to work. Yeah, like not. So, I mean, well, I, maybe she should put the effort in. You know, damn, want to be a cohesive yeah. unit? <laughs> Get to know the no, person I mean, here deeply. She's she's Yoshira, man. She's got it. Oh. <laughs> she's got it. Um, okay, so let's say that you have eight hundred thousand and one dollars. Okay. <laughs> Another wrestling company offers Adam Cole $800,000. Are you using your $800,001 on Adam Cole? Mm. I don't know. I certainly am not making 
an instant decision, yes or no. Uh, but it's not an in, it's not an instant yes. But that's me. Mm. So and Adam Cole's twenty twenty one. Knowing we've got yeah. everything, I think they're going to get out of him. He's just anything. He's going to go to the main roster and not have a good time. <laughs> it's just like one of those. Hey, this might be time to pull the ripcord and get the fuck out. Yeah. So, yeah, in the months, SummerSlam, Adam Cole's contract's going to run out. Um, apparently, he has turned down multiple contract offers from WWE to resign. Um, I don't know if that means he's not interested in resigning. I don't know if that means he's not getting the right deal. Um, but I, I will say this: like, I think Adam Cole has every reason to be concerned about how he be treated on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's what we're saying. Like, look at Ricochet. Um, look at Aleister Black. Look at the brief stint with Gargano and Champa. Um, look at Darrell. Don't know what he's talking about. Look at uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, Joe did great. Balor did great, considering. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, look at what happened with Ember Moon. Look at what's going on with Shayna Baszler. You know, look how long it took them to really get Bailey right. You know, like they're, they're, there's all the reason in the world to be concerned about. Look at Karrion Cross. Um, not the some McIntyre talking about look at the Ascension. No, don't look at the Ascension. Um, no, thank you. Uh, but look at American Alpha. Look at AOP. Like there are, there's every reason to be concerned about being a former NXT champion uh, and being lauded and heralded. And then look at shit. Look at Andrade. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Rose? As in uh, Adam Rose? Oh, Rude. Oh, Rude. Okay. Hey, I think, I, I, I think they got everything they could out of Bobby Rude. Now, I like Bobby Rude. I think they got everything they could out of Bobby Rude. I don't think there was a whole lot more different they could do. But look at. Let's go in on that man about Adam Rose. Yeah. So, yeah, like, there are all these examples of it not going the way we thought it should go. And Adam Cole, even though I joke around about them, Adam Cole has deficiencies in Vince McMahon's eyes. Like, his size would be a very clear one. Because um, he's not Daniel Bryan in the way of – even though Adam Cole has, like, all this indie cred, Adam Cole does not have – the world wrapped around his finger like Daniel Bryan did by the time he got to WWE. It's just a different time. Uh, the world is different. The way we consume well, wrestling is different. Like all, I don't think he's, he's great. He's yeah, fantastic. he's not as good as Daniel. I mean, Bryan. I'm certainly not docking that, but Daniel Bryan is a, a unique talent. Mm, like yes, you know, yes, that's true. a great talent. He's unique. He's singular. Um, so yeah, I would understand. I'm sure his homies is telling him like, "Yo, man, come over here to AEW." We can make it work, you know, because Adam Cole can be AEW champion um, and nobody look at him like he's less than. Or look at somebody next to him and say, they should be champion. This guy doesn't look like champion. Like, he will not be treated like that. Um, and, but I don't know his desires or trajectory. I'm just saying he would have the right to have those concerns. Now, can they pay him with WWE can pay him is really what the question is. Not saying he's a guy who's all about money, but why not be about money? Especially at this point of your career, again, if, mm-hmm. if this is uh, if you if you feel you've peaked in WWE creatively and like career-wise, 
why not why not take a, a, a comparable offer mm-hmm. to potentially be way more than you ever could have been uh, positioning wise, main event wise, uh, in AEW over WWE. So I, I think that's probably just the, the good money. Like this thing just lined up perfectly. Like this is just one of those situations. I'd rather be Adam Cole in 2020 and in 2021 almost than John Moxley in 2019. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's a, it's a different thing when you're starting and then when you're kind of like two years in and going, okay, we can either like, we can either like really, really invest and start throwing some money around and, and, you know, this really could be WCW 95 uh, kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, they signed a bunch of free agents and stuff. But, oh, my God, they just, damn, they got everybody. Ruby Riot is apparently, I think that was like a yeah. given. That was just one of those things that was just, if she didn't show up in AW if, in, the, in the next six months, that would have, uh, I would have wondered, is she still going to wrestle? Um yeah, AEW in six six months from now is going to be very interesting. Where they're positioned, who what the roster looks like, how they phase the current the people. That's something that they're going to have to deal with. They're not going to want to get rid of the fucking who's the guy the QT. Uh, I don't know. But they don't want to get rid of those types. You know that 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 been there from the beginning, and you know they you know they, this is definitely what the company that would be all sentimental and keep people on because oh, we've been here from the beginning, and you know like look, this is a business. You got people who can draw you money, and you got a bunch of people over here who ain't gonna draw you shit, no matter what you do to or for them. No matter how many, tell me about how much you buy them. Yeah, and then deal with the criticism later. I keep going. They're going to get criticized about taking the talent or not taking the talent. So take the talent and and, and deal with it and get rid of the fucking dead weight and wish them fucking well and be true about it. But you know. go to projects. Yeah, um, I thought it was one more thing, Trav. Oh, I know what it was. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. What's the one more thing? Yeah, so uh, Nikki A.S.H. getting her win back, man. Hard hitting, no holds barred match, man. Uh, Charlotte she was, underestimated. She was not yeah, yeah, and, and that's how you play it. Like I thought they were gonna have her lose, lose, lose until SummerSlam, and then actually there were two more things. I thought she was gonna lose, lose, lose till SummerSlam, and then find a way to win that match. But she's like, Nah, you play with me, I yeah. can beat you. Like, you catch you slipping, I'm going to get you. And she caught her, and they, they went for it, man. That was good. Again, Charlotte, Charlotte just ain't been missing. Um, she, she's been on. But, yeah. yeah that um, was, so that that was, was a harder-hitting match than I like, headed in. It's like, okay, they're, not that I thought they were going to have a patty cake thing, but mm-hmm. just because of the gimmick and Charlotte's kind of disregard for her, and it's like, no, they took that and used it in a way that, that made that match uh, uh, quite interesting. It wasn't the best match that you're like, get out of either one of those two, but 
the t- the timing, the the fact that it happened the week that it did, it was just like, oh shit, this is yeah. uh, this is interesting. Yeah, so so it'll be you know they got a few more weeks. Like you'll we'll see if they let everybody go into that match strong and what happens. Like they had Rhea beat uh, Nia, and then you know actually give Nia the the ripcord uh, at the end of the match, like just to show she could do it. Um, and then Nia and Shayna, like they might be starting to have fallen out, which good. I mean that that tag team's run its course, man. Yeah. Um, and it's time for you know Shayna to really get to what she's doing. But the other thing I wanted to talk about. So Keith Lee beats Karrion Cross in the rematch, and yeah. Keith Lee is visibly emotional. Uh, the commentators are acknowledging the emotion and the coming back from an absence and all that. So you got to wonder, like, does this spell like a resurgence for Keith Lee? Yeah, but what a what a man it, 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 to celebrate somebody's. And I'm not a Karrion Cross fan, but you know you don't. I, but I am a Samoa Joe fan, and I want that match to get and have the, the, the impact and the gravitas and everything going into it that it can get. And having... Have across me two and two in the last month, don't do it And for having me. the guy getting... And having the guy, the champion, getting beat up on a show that ain't even his show, there's still... There's, why is he on Raw? Why has he been on Raw the last three, four weeks? Besides, well, they wanted somebody to fill some TV time. <laughs> like, that's the only answer. There's no reason he's there. He's just there to, to take losses at this point. Uh, two and two, that's taking losses. And, and, it, and, it makes the, and it makes when he shows up on Tuesday on NXT and stands there and starts uh, provoking Joe. It's like, all right, Joe's coming out and beats up a bunch of security guards. It kind of masks what, you know, not a mask, but it kind of can take the stain off of what I'm thinking about, which is, well, last night he got, got his ass beat. He didn't get embarrassed. Keith Lee didn't, like, jump him or nothing. But, you know, he lost to a guy that ain't been on TV in, like, four months. Yeah. And congrats yep. to Keith Lee and the emotional win. I'm, I'm sure he's glad to be still back doing what he does. But because of their weird, wacky need to, I don't know, humble their talent. I don't know what this. I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it is. I don't think Karen Cross pissed in anybody's Cheerios that they're trying to get them for something. Uh, I think they just yeah. see a, a, a body and that fits in. Unfortunately, to the story that they want to tell, and they're fly by seated seated away, uh, fly by night seated a waistband or whatever the saying is, you know, booking style. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I hope, I hope we're not three six weeks from now like, oh yeah, that Keith Lee blip on the radar when he showed back up, and now we haven't seen him again, or he hasn't done anything meaningful. Or he's taken two losses since. So if this is like a resurgence for Keith Lee, I can at least get get behind it a little bit. Does it mean something? Yeah. But it definitely takes away from the Joe Cross match uh, in a couple of weeks. 
And I said this a couple of weeks ago. Like, if they're going to have this match, they can't have Karrion Cross on Raw bullshitting and, and having a secondary fucking storyline, a main roster storyline yeah. where he's a fucking chump. Okay, so before we talk to some folks, um, I, I have a, a meme here that says David, I don't know how to pronounce this man's last name, Dost Mal. Malchian, and he's, uh, okay. he's the Russian guy from Ant Man. He's in the in the crew. He's the he's the Russian one. But yeah. it says David Dash Malchian is the key to the true multiverse, and then it shows him in the Dark Knight, in Gotham, Ant Man, The Flash, a Batman Long Halloween animated, and obviously the new Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Amazing. Polka dot man. Yeah. Granted, that's all DC except the one Ant Man stuff. So it's, it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, but still, that's uh, it's a nice run. It, yeah, it's a fucking run and a half. He's got a great, he's got a great look, and he and he really is like, he's really charming and funny. Like he really is good. So, yeah. McIntyre, hey, real quick, McIntyre uh, said Joe mm-hmm. should have came out the cause cross. Then you got to explain to the crowd why Joe popped up on Raw but isn't on Raw. Yeah. And that's yeah. a task. Yeah. Yes. The answer, we let him go. The true answer is don't have Cross on on Raw and fill that segment with something else. But they're like, well, with what? We got three hours to fill. And then I come exactly. back and you know, get rid of that hour. Yep. You won't have to do dumb shit like this. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk to some folks. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three is uh, the number to call to talk to us live. Let's uh, let's start in Chicago. Let's talk to Boris to open things up. Boris, what's good with you? What up? Wrestling is good. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> hey. PWG returned, and um, guess who? Yeah, guess sure who did. was the guest A uh, from AEW? My man Malachi Black. Goddamn right, man, man! Tell me how it's becoming a greater good when these wrestlers leave and become their counterpart of themselves instead of the WWE character. It's been great. I, I haven't. I don't even know where to find PWG at right now. But I'm going to keep it on my little book that I want to see this. I want to see this. I want to see this. And I'm going to go find this stuff and check it out. Because every time somebody leaves, they end up going back to a place that they're more appreciated. And what do you guys think about that? These guys are coming back out and just it's just it's a big burst of, uh, I don't even know how to say it, but you, you guys finish that off for me. I mean, it's it's for, for the fans of PWG. Certainly, it's fucking fantastic. You see the reaction. You see the clips uh, that came out from that show over the weekend. And you know, like a lot of us, they're just happy to be outside and watching wrestling in in, a, in an arena again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's they're building on what's the natural kind of. Kind of thing, and they got somebody that's hot that that PWG crowd is not only could appreciate but could get behind, and is and is in the mainstream wrestling media right now. So, and he's going, and they were going calling him Tommy in. They were calling him Malachi Black, or at least the shit I saw. 
Uh, how long to to kind of divert from Morris's thing? But how long does AEW is are they just all free love and yeah, let, you, let you go where you want work this and, show yeah. and this little indie or this big indie? Go ahead, and we're all good with that. How long are we a year from now? Uh, two years from now, AEW's just even more established. Are they still letting their talent uh, do one-off uh, indie dates or travel? It's one thing to let Moxley go to Japan and defend his, or, you know, his Japanese title or have somebody come over on you and, def- and face him on your TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, have a guy like Malachi Black come in, Aleister Black, that I assume they're going to invest in in the near future and count on sooner than later off uh, having... Yeah, I feel like they're going to say, like, you can work whatever date you want, but for these three months, you can't. Like, (laughs) we're going to need you here from December through about March, but then after that, go do what you want to do again. Like, I feel like they're going to let them have freedom as long as it doesn't infringe on what they're trying to do. And they're already, you know, they're already incorporating New Japan um, pretty heavily. Um, Tanahashi promo last week, um, and, you know, uh, him and uh, uh, Archer about to get into it. So, yeah, I think they're going yeah. to try to work with Let me get that with you. Coming off a great yeah. match. Coming off a great match with Shingo. Kind of stepped up again, for, stepped in, and did an excellent job. If you haven't seen that match, Tanahashi against Shingo, man, that's one to watch. So, it's just yeah. exciting. Yeah, it definitely is uh a fun time. Again, I said it yes. before. Like, if you're a, a wrestling fan, this is, uh, you know, a good time to be uh, to be out and about and watching wrestling and paying attention to, to wrestling both mainstream and independent, so. Even uh, Impact. I, I watched the highlights, right? Mm-hmm. Moose just gave up too much to me. Moose took him out, took, got his win back. But I think we, Moose should have just destroyed, destroyed him. Because if you him who? If you go, who's the opponent? Who's the opponent? Uh, what's his name? Um, start with an S. Uh, damn, what's this short guy? He was part of tag team. Not Callahan. No, the uh, damn, he just wrestled him and, and, and he he won. So, I would have to watch him for Sonata. Not Sonata. Y'all, y'all know, y'all. Okay. Somebody help in nope. the chat room. Moose versus somebody <laughs> <laughs> over there. Whoever the guys, I don't like him. The rematch was, it was a little giving them too much. Moose should have just wiped them out because you're trying to get back the number one contender against this belt collector. Stop playing with these little guys and destroy them. And stop, I mean, the drop, the drop kick he did on he went up so high, his drop kick came, went down on him. That's why I said, man, just wipe these, wipe these guys out and, and, and cut a promo. I'm out to get you or something. Somebody needs to step over there, Saban. step up and impact. You know what I'm saying? Chris Saban. Somebody needs to step up and impact. Because this dude is wiping y'all out. <laughs> you know, he, that's how much I care about Chris Saban. That's why I said, don't give this man no room. Wipe him out the second time. They they let him wrestle. No, no, just destroy him. You know what I'm saying? That's a, And impact is, man, impact is on. Like you said, I, have to, I watch the highlights. You know, but like you said, everybody is getting a piece of this pie. Like you said, Travis, how long before, <laughs> you know, yeah, you do say, you know what, 
I'm gonna give y'all a little piece of this pie, but we gotta just we gotta we gotta bring it in. We gotta bring it in. Yeah, but I, I think they're work, just un- inevitably gonna have to pull that pull pull those guys uh, uh, pull those guys back. I mean, you just just can't be working all over the country and you're under contract for eight hundred thousand and one dollars. It's you know just to just to pull a number. Um, thanks, uh, Boris, for the call. Appreciate you, man. Let's uh, go to okay four two four. Are you gonna are you gonna talk to us this time, or are you gonna pull more shenanigans? Four two four. Who's this? Well, more Milwaukee shenanigans. See, he hung up. So this is not even on the queue no more. God damn, we scare him off every time. Don't fucking press one then. Shit. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, all right, let's um, the old old standby. Talk to Kylan in Newark. Kylan, what's going on, man? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing okay. What's How are you, man? Excellent. Well, that was Los Angeles, not Milwaukee. Sorry, fortune for Sorry, Kylan. Yeah, what you got for us? So. Peacock Report Week 15 We had Another Cavalcade Of Coliseum Home videos Which are now Labeled Best of WWE home videos If if anybody cares to look up the Coliseum Home video section. And we also had more various ECW house shows from 1994 to 96. House shows, not TV. They, they, they've just about up, uploaded all of the hardcore TV, I, I think. Okay. Oh, right. I asked how did they get away with those Bo-Ray promos on those Dow shows. Uh, huh, might be worth, uh, might be worth investing. I, I give... I don't think they showed I up to like ninety eight. I don't know. But go ahead. I give Rick I give Rick Cordella and the Peacock programming team credit. They have almost completed the full WWE network library with the exception of the the hidden gems collection of like the, the last battle of Atlanta. Yeah. The, the AWA team challenge series. The well, WrestleMania and SummerSlam spectacular specials, and a few other things that were that were in that section of the standalone WWE network, but. 
they pretty much fulfilled what they said, except yeah. for that section of the of the network library. If they're anywhere close to being finished, and it's you know a couple weeks out from SummerSlam, and I think back in March or whenever we were like really talking about this, we're like, well, if they don't have everything up by SummerSlam or most things up by SummerSlam, you got to consider it a fail on their part. I guess you would have to consider it a, uh, a success to transition from the network to Peacock if they've gotten you know ninety percent of the things up. Uh, and those other 10% are not things people are clamoring for much, then, you know, good on them. Now they just got to make that damn app a little better. <laughs> I don't know. They just, yeah, I do miss the WWE app in that things were very streamlined and easy to find. Uh, Peacock um, wrestling section, WWE network section is not great. Uh, but luckily, I'm not on there looking for, like, a bunch of shit or certainly not obscure stuff. So, I'm sure everything I'll – I just want to watch some Sunday Night Heat or maybe some Saturday Night Main Event or some shit. So, uh, shit I want to watch is going to be easy to find. So, But still, getting all that stuff up, that's the first step. And uh, I, would ha- I would imagine if they're going to maximize or – not maximize, but, like, kind of uh, – optimize the app, that would be an entire app thing, not just the WWE section, so just going to have to get used to it, just, you know, being a peacock. Oh! Yeah. Oh, and I, and I almost forgot. Mm-hmm. We, they, they also uploaded the NWA World Championship Wrestling episodes from from the final three years of NWA under the Crockett from November November of 1985 to November of 88. Sure, there's some good stuff in there. All right. All right, what's your wrestling uh, stuff for this week? Okay. My first question for this week concerns AEW. In light of the tremendous news that AEW has officially sold out the 20,000 seat United Center for the second episode of Rampage, which is subtitled The First Dance, on August the 20th, where do you suppose AEW's next 20,000 seat or larger building may be? That's a hell of a, mm -hmm, there's a million places they could go (laughs) that seats, you know, 15, 20,000 people. Um, I don't know, Kyle, that's a heck of a, I don't know. Cow Palace in San Francisco. Okay, that's like 
40,000, I'm sure, or more. But if, if AEW... Is it even still a real thing? It's got to be. No way they would tear No, I, I, I believe the, the Cow Palace might, might have cl- closed about... Yeah, but they've been around... Like forever, uh, so I can see that. Opening in 1941. I think it's still. Yeah, it says opened in 1941. It doesn't say when it was closed or torn down. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, if they run MSG anytime in the next year or two, that would be, it has nothing to do with your question or anything, but that would be like the the shot, the gauntlet <laughs> thrown down like in, in, in more ways than one. Uh, I think they've run New York and run some like Staten Island or Long Island shows, uh, but if they come into the city and pay that big Big, big bill, and, and potentially, you know, get fifteen, twenty thousand people in that place. That could be, uh, you know, that could be interesting. You get Punk and Brian, and yeah, you sell out MSG. Why the fuck not? So, so yeah, I don't know, Kyle, as far as what's their next big arena going to be. But what else you got? With recent reports that Fox and USA executives were highly upset with Vince McMahon over his decision to release Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Ray White. What what are the chances that Vince pulls a Samoa Joe and rescinds his release and brings him back pronto? If they're upset with him, they got to pony up some bread. Like, look, if he's saying it's a budget thing and they're saying we like him, hey, we have to break bread. You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 how that's fixed. First off, you know, if you say it's a budget thing, you're lying. And so, well, yeah, I'm grateful. they're making money <laughs> hand over fist. <laughs> right. I'm not believing that. If I'm the talent, like, that's nah, not true. Um, but I think it's less likely. I think Joe, the price point is, I think, lower than a lower than a Bray Wyatt, plus he probably had Triple H on his ass, like, well, you know, bring my guy back. I don't know specifically if there's an individual, like, is a Triple H, is a Stephanie, is a somebody, like, that has some kind of, like, pull in Vince's, you know, Vince's ear, checking for Bray Wyatt. Like, all of us as a, as a, as a fan base – and even as, like, former people from WWE and wrestlers and stuff were like, whoa, what the hell? But is anybody really going to put 
you know, when it when it comes to it, are they going to put uh, put their money where their mouth is? Uh, uh, when it comes to like advocating to bring Bray back, so I think we'd be less likely for for Vince to kind of like. Uh, it's interesting that Fox and and USA both. Uh, you doing, Vince? Uh, that they There's saw. very much my kids enjoy this act. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, how'd you take away who my kids like? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like. You feel like he was a big time, um, a big time merch guy. Shout out to Mr. Warren Hayes. Thanks for the bits. Um, and thanks for the follow. You feel like, you know, that's a um, a big merch seller, four thousand dollar belts and whatnot. Right. Maybe you made three wild. grand for a fucking belt a year and a half, two years ago, and then that guy ain't even around no more. That character ain't even. Yeah, you know, WWE. So that thing, that character don't exist anymore. That's the crazy thing. They gave away his gimmick. To somebody else, and like you Who's know, we're just both. Oh, uh, right. yeah. yeah. It ain't her fault, you know. It ain't on you, but yeah, it's just uh, gimmick's gone, and somebody else has it. Um, but I mean, he's you know, if this is what he still wants to do, he's good wherever he goes. Um, they can find something similar for him to do. I'm, everybody's like, he should be the leader of the dark order. No, don't just make everybody leader of the dark order. Even it's natural. Let dark order be dark order. But yeah, there's some cool things he can do. Um. I mean, I can see him going back. You know, he's never really been anywhere else. I think there is value in that character. But let's be fair, they have misused that character almost every time. Like, it became rudderless over time because they didn't know what they were doing. And so, I mean, it could be a blessing in disguise. You know, we don't know. Um, You know, it's not like he's got more mileage than Ric Flair has in him as far as uh, (laughs) – as far as somebody they should bring back. I mean, the Ric Flair release is just like – it's not even weird. It's just like – we're not really doing anything. Like, there's probably other places you can go get money, so go get it. You know, all right. Yeah, but yeah we've, I don't know. We've literally in the last ten years been there, done this. Probably yeah. half a dozen times with Ric Flair and his contracts and WWE and his, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not for a hole in the ring and they in in Fuck TNA. They kind of complete. Yeah, they completed a story with him and Randy. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's that been done, I think, done the right way. I think they, they finished that the way they needed to. The Charlotte thing at the end wasn't great, but we've seen their, uh, you know, we've seen their relationship with its ups and downs, ebbs and flows. And so, no. I mean, I think there's a, a lot of money in AEW for Ric Flair. And, like, Ric Flair will never be made to look like anything but Ric Flair. Um, and then you already got Arn over there. You got Tully over there. You know, like, there's... Yeah, a but Arn and Tully, I guess, like as a one-off, sure, or or mm-hmm. a thing you do once, but Arn and That's Tully don't take away from the people they're with. They might not add a ton, <laughs> but they don't take away. Like, Ric Flair's yeah, I don't think on camera is about fucking Ric Flair. Yeah, but I mean, you got, you got four horsemen right there, even though Sting's a bum-ass horseman. You got four of them right there. You know what I mean? Like, you can, uh, like, there's a way to make that. You got Malenko under the umbrella. Like, there are, like, legitimate horsemen that, that are in the wings. And so, you know, there, there are things to be done. There are conversations to be had. I don't know. Um, I think there's MJF, Ric Flair stuff that they can do. I think there's Jericho, uh, Ric Flair stuff that they can do. So, you got Omega there who's, you know, 
not necessarily aping Ric Flair, but exist in a similar space with the elite being the, the unstoppable world champ all over the, you know, with all the belts. And, you know, there are very things to do. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's a way to use Flair that would be effective in front of a crowd that would revere Flair. I don't think you put Ric Flair with anybody he don't know personally and intimately. Because I, I, don't, think, I don't think Ric Flair give a fuck about a Kenny Omega or would would put Kenny Omega over because he, yeah there I don't yeah I think you put Ric Flair with familiar faces. Hmm. All right, let's uh, see who else we got on the line. Six oh nine, New Jersey. Who's this? Where are you from? Well, I don't know where you're from. What's going on, man? Jay from Lake City. What's going on? What's on your mind? Oh, what's up, fellas? Nah, you know, I just heard y'all talking about this Rick Flair shit. I mean, Rick just be done. Fuck, why? He's done everything he could do, you know? Yeah. It, it really is. It sucks, but you got to just, you know, put maybe with a picture with Arn would be nice. That's about it. But uh, what I want to talk about, though, is the Bray Wyatt deal. And everybody talking about how they cut him. And you ever think about how Nick Khan might be sitting there saying, Vince, I mean, this kid's got issues. You know, pay him a little bit of money here. We give the girl the gimmick. He's been off TV for a while. He's ice. Yeah, he sells some merch. We'll just someone else to sell merch. It's not a big deal. Cut the kid. I think it was more of there was a creative possession there with Bray. And I think the frustration was he wasn't receptive. He probably just had his opinions about what's going on. And a guy like Nick Khan, who's starting to take control, is like, you know what? Let's get out of here. Why are we even fighting with him? Because you've never been in a place, you know, you know, everyone knows in their personal workspace, that happens, you know? I think it's a great yes. point you're making. And I'll say this, like, you know, he is a, a second-generation wrestler, um, you know, comes from a family of wrestlers, um, is uh, bigger than his dad was, like, as far as, like, success goes, um, most successful out of his family. So I'm sure, like you said, he has his own opinions and thoughts and, and – uh, you know, is clearly uh, somebody who's very creative, somebody who has a lot of input into what they do. And so, yeah, I bet there was pushback against things. I bet there were arguments about things to do with the character. I bet there were frustrations that were aired and not aired. So if you feel like you can use that same gimmick and transfer it to somebody who will not go against the grain, that is somebody easier to deal with. And I'm sure she's not making the money that he was making. Um and, yeah, you can flip that. Like, like, Nick Khan does seem like the type of dude who would do exactly that in a situation like this. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, going to another time with Tony, man, I love the way Tony's doing his thing. Like, you always wonder if you had a bunch of money and you could really do what you're interested in, shit, you'd be doing exactly what fucking Tony's doing, right? And it's great. But I want to know what you guys think about the roster, right? You got a bunch of guys that he initially signed. I'm sure he had some type of conversation, some type of commitment here. Hey, guys, we're the team. We're going to ride this out. Now, all this talent's available. Another show starting. The right thing to do is, right, reassess the roster, get rid of the underdeveloped or things that are just so much of a project that ain't happening, and fill it with these spaces that you know instantly, bang, there's going to be intrigue, there's going to be money to make. How does that look? Is it like a WCW, right? Does that, like, feel like WCW all over again? You have a nucleus. And then some yeah. shit becomes available. And then you tell that well, day, I mean, you know, shit. I said we'll this, come back later, right? I said this a couple minutes ago. I think they're going I think they're gonna try to keep that from happening. 
uh, it's at least appearances. Uh, and guys they should cut, they're going to keep. And I think that's why they they have another show now. It's like okay, well we can we can expand, and there's no need to cut the guys that have been with us since day one. Even if those guys that have been with them since day one ain't drew them a fucking dime and earned, uh, garnered them one extra fucking viewer in that 18 to, to, to 49 demo, whatever they love to tell. Uh, they're, going to, they're going to keep them on. I don't think Tony Khan is going to want to be seen as a guy that as soon as the bigger names became available, he dumped all the talent that made him, got him to where he, where he is. QT Marshall did not get Tony Khan to where he is. Did not get Dynamite AEW as a whole to where it is. But he's about to fold his fucking t-shirts. What you mean? I, and I hate to keep fucking harping on QT Marshall, but it's just so easy to point at that guy that's getting way too much fucking TV time. And I don't even watch their TV, and I know he gets way too much TV time and doesn't bring a ton to the. Uh, to the table, so yeah, I, I think they're going to expand and and just add on where they can, and you're not going to see a lot of uh, subtraction, a lot of uh, a lot of guys getting released from AEW. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. I, I think that they are going to try to maintain as much of that roster as they can here to start. You're going to see a lot of people who, um, you know, are, are typically only on dark, like getting time on this new show. Um, yeah, one thing about it, like, if you sit down and watch Dark on a Monday, you're like, yo, is this still going? Do they still have wrestlers? How many people are a part of this company? But, yeah, I think that I don't know what people are getting paid on the lower end specifically. I haven't heard anybody publicly complain. Nobody's complained to me in private that they're not getting enough. However, ain't no way everybody's getting what they think they should. I think they're getting a lot of exposure, and they're allowed to work independent dates. And I think that there is an appeal to that. Because uh, it pushes your, you know, your price up on the indies. But yeah, I agree with Travis. I think that roster is going to be bloated for a while, um, and they're not going to cut back on it until they have to start re-signing people and people start realizing their worth. Yeah, but by then they'll be past. They'll be past the potential fan backlash. Of, Why did you get rid of Evil Uno? Mm-hmm. Kind of shit. But, you know, uh, one thing I want to add in, yeah, I want to tag in on on the NDA, just uh, with the new additions, let's say they get a CM Punk. I hope they did, you know, by all means. Doesn't it feel like odd, as we look at it now in the years past, that someone like Bob Backlund was gone for, what, eight, nine years, right? Ain't Punk, like, approaching that? Don't that seem odd? It don't feel like a Bob Backlund absence, but... It's close to it, you know? And just the tag. And he ain't no damn Bob Backlund. left. Like... No, he's not. We gotta respect that. You think you think Sam Punk's been doing his chair stair exercises like Bob Backlund? That's what I'm saying. He ain't no Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund, (laughs) yeah, Bob Backlund was in shape. And not not, you know his physique wasn't crazy, but Bob Backlund was in wrestling shape when he came back to wrestle. Because Bob Backlund had never been. But you know, I see a punk been at comic books drinking Pepsi. But wouldn't it be great though if, if if you could if you could take exactly what Backlund did you left the face and you came back heel and wouldn't it be great if Punk came back and everyone was happy to see him and he enjoyed that initial embrace and then he just shit on 
Like, yeah, I did I would come love here because I don't like you. And now that I'm here, I, I don't fucking like you. You know what I mean? I'm just going to tell I would you love. I don't like you. I'm going to take your money for it. Wouldn't that be genius? I don't want to, like, he comes out, he says, I don't want to be here, but they're paying me to be here. Then puts the mic down and leaves. Um, <laughs> or just cuts the so cornet. Hard. If he could just cut the but cornet you know promo, what? right? Of everything wrong. I don't think he can say anything, though. I don't think, I don't think there's anything yeah. to say initially that people would boo. Not AEW. Like, they, they are going to love whatever he comes out and says. He can do the Kurt Angle. I don't like black people. I want to put Jesus in the ankle lock. All that stuff. Like, okay. <laughs> Initially, yeah. like, can he be a heel again for sure? But initially, nah, I think it's going to take a month or two. There's going to be some months. But yeah, there's going to be that initial, like, uh, loop around the country where you got to let fans just get it out. And uh, I don't know how you deal with that creatively. Like, what do you, but I, but I think the individual wrestlers themselves, I think CM Punk himself would understand or would have a better idea of what to do. Uh, and how how to become a heel, how to slowly but surely take those fans who he's been who he's heard from the last seven years. He you know he uh, he gets the fan mail and the tweets and the, and all that shit. Um, so I think he would probably have the best idea of okay, how do we turn you to a smarmy asshole again to these fans? How do we get them to boo you? I think he'd be like, give me three months, and I'll, tell you, I'll show you exactly how. And then he would be successful. Nah, yeah, I just, you know, again, yeah. I love the idea of him coming back and running the initial embrace. But, yeah, if he could do a coordinate on him, it would just be – I just feel like – I don't, even, I don't think doing. that would be – a coordinate promo is, is – coming from Cornette, it's like, okay, if Cornette says it, I don't think Punk would carry the same, I don't think people would buy it. People buy the Cornette stuff, one, because they believe that that's how he feels, but you can't put that kind of shit on, on, on Punk. You can't have Punk go talk about, you know, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I think they would, they would uh, obviously... Uh, well, similar that, to how Punk's Punk's character a little more. he did the pipe bomb. You know, when Punk did the plane bomb, he talked about how watered down the product was and how events died and wouldn't change. Cause sure. It was du- 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 doofus, uh, doofus daughter. No, totally. I you don't think see, the fans... Would, you can see he had, he had seven years in the company to feel that and the, to have all that. Anything he says about AEW would be just like, he would sound like a bitter podcaster fan. Like, well, I mean, even, you even know, if Punk it was like, like so... It just would be like, all right, like you ain't even been here. How do you know what's going well, on? I'm just like, talking. How do you know? I'm referencing his, his end in WWE because when he did that voice for the voiceless, it's like I came back because if I left, then there would be no chance for me to change it. To use that same thing where I'm here, I only showed up because you know what I mean. There would be no chance for for me to do anything if I stayed home. I have to come and let you know what it is. I have to change it. I have to come. Yeah. Like a but then they would go, oh, wait, yeah, so AEW know. didn't want you in October 2019? You weren't available then? I, I think you have to be – fans are too savvy to – you have to think more about your your mission statement. I think immediately they pick that shit apart. <laughs> like, wait a second. AEW's been around two years. Now all of a sudden you uh, – so – 
But but again, I do uh, I do see where you're coming from. But all right, let's uh, let's move on. I appreciate, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the call, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's uh, keep it moving and talk to Darrell in Georgia before we wrap things up. Uh, Darrell, what's going on, man? What up? What's up, super spreaders? <laughs> what's the deal? What you got for us? What's What's the good yo, man? Oh, no, man. Listen, man. Enjoy listening to y'all on the ride home from work and picking up my food. Nice. What you get? Yeah, man. Some some lemon pepper? Oh, just some from Zach. No, no, no. No, no, no. You said Zach? Zach overrated that spot? <laughs> you can't, man. <laughs> Chain over Zaxby's all day. Let's have this argument. <laughs> hey, I fucked with the tenders, man. I fucked with the timber, tenders and the lemonade. That's my shit. That's my shit. I ate Zaxby's one time. I don't think I have. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have the, the credibility <laughs> to talk shit. Cam, that's on um, Vegeta hand at the bottom of the screen. It is. He's way he's way off screen. You can't see him. Bullshit. <laughs> I forgot you know how it goes. Yeah, I forgot you one of those um those blast blast uh, blasphemous um people. So I I leave that alone. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Who that? Who's the real daddy? Talk bullshit. So mm-hmm. I let that be. I'm just saying, man. Take care of your kids, man. That's all we ask you to do. Stop saving the world. Take care of your kids. All right, all right. Um, super spreader. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild out here, man. It's wild. We back in stage five. I had to get me some new masks, man. It's wild out here. I'm back. I'm back to work. Like, yeah, shit is crazy right now. Yeah, y'all wild not out there, number two. Mm-hmm. I knew y'all wasn't going to be able to beat the craziest place in America, Florida, but you know what oh, I'm saying? Florida? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they doing whatever they want to do, man. And they outside doing whatever. shit don't mean nothing just because you outside, because what? Uh, what do we call it? was a super spreader um, event, them four, five days. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's that baby and all that. Yep. But anyway, I heard y'all talking about Bray Wyatt, and that brought up uh, Ronda. In my mind, brought up what Ronda said. I uh, had said, and even though I hate agreeing with Ronda, but you know, hey, I feel sometimes I feel that a little bit true as well. Yeah, and the fans uh, are not to blame about fucking Bray Wyatt not working for WWE anymore. That was the dumbest take I ever. Hey man, first of all, WWE it, it's a give and a take. It, 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 it's more what the fans do to, the to get Bray Wyatt f- fired? Not appreciate him or whatever the fuck she said? How many times you see fans go out there and come out, we won't be involved? The fans did not keep Bray Wyatt off TV for four, five, six months at a time, put, bring him back and put Everybody him in a nonsensical storyline, and then fucking fire him. That was a dumb fucking tweet First she put out, and she... And, 
that was a dumb. If you agree, then that's fucking stupid. Well, first of all, everybody play a part, um, part to it. Yeah, WWE, when you went full retard with the character, at best, it ain't too much you can do. People said that uh, in the beginning, when you had somebody hit you upside the head with a sludge hammer and a chair, you get right back up and two seconds later, ain't too much you can do unless you finish up that motherfucker a sprinkle of water on that shit. out on Ginger Mahal and his homie, so... You signing with, I don't know why Cody thinks he's the face of this. I have no idea why. But Cody got on the conference call and said, hey man, all I'm playing is a face right now. I don't have a heel bone in my body. Alright. Who Hoovy. Oh, and Jericho opened the show. Cody got booed starting his promo. Yeah, 
see what Justin Roberts talk about. Okay. All right. What else you got for us, right. so we can uh, watch? <laughs> hey, no, I don't got nothing else. I don't got nothing else to give you, man. And and tell you this: uh, wear y'all masks and stop spreading shit. You super spreading ass motherfuckers out there. This motherfucker <laughs> okay. in Georgia talking shit about somebody in Texas. I don't want to hear none of that shit, man. I'm gonna cut you off so you don't get to respond. Uh, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> live in, a, in the same state as AJ Styles talking about somebody super spread. Look at it, real. All right, but that uh, but that does that uh, wrap it up for us. We'll um, we'll be by uh, next week. Same time, same channel for you free folks. Uh, VIPers, click over. Richie and I will be by for another hour or so of content. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. The um, what if starts next Wednesday, right? That wasn't there wasn't a what's that question? What if the on Disney Plus Marvel? Yeah. What if? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll probably uh, talk some what if speculation and. These books that we listening to, whatever, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, for for Cam and I, we're done for 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 this live show. So until next week, people. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, tweeting and chatting. We'll uh, we'll get on y'all next week. So for Cam, I'm Trav. We out.